Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Herzog. Good evening, I'm Miles P. McLaughlin. Hi, I'm M. Sierra Garcia. And tonight, we are looking back on 2016. And so we're doing a, a review show of what's happened this year. And yes, there's still, what, about six, uh, maybe ten days left in this year. But this year's rapidly coming to a close. And um, a lot of people say this, you know... Maybe, maybe it's not the greatest year in the world, but we did have some good things happen this year, and we want to kind of uh, point those out, and maybe also highlight some things that have made us a bit sad this year. Yes. So, we'll s- sound like a plan? We'll, we'll celebrate the good, and... Uh, uh, it bottoms up to the rest, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of bottoms up, I've just I've cracked open a nice hard ginger beer. Yeah, there you go. Post that, what, to toast the... the just the end of 2016. There we go. Cheers. Yep, and Miles Cheers. Miles has his uh, not my father's <laughs> ginger ale, mm-hmm. so it's uh, so I'm the only one that doesn't have alcohol. That should change. All right. Well, then the ginger beer is poured. The smoking light is off, yeah. and uh, let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. So 20. I have 2017 in review. <laughs> God bless. I'm, I'm time traveling. You wrote here. 2017 on I know, the. I know. I, know, I, know I did. I, even at the heading of the show. Breaking the fourth wall. I'm, but. I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm uh, I'm living in the next year already. Am what can I say? That's how much you want to get out. I just want to get out of 2016 so <laughs> bad. Um, no. Well, do anyone want to start? What was uh, what was a news story or something that happened in the sci-fi world that he, that 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 maybe meant something to you? Well, this is a little out of order, but uh, for me, hearing that we were going to get a, a Star Trek to come back to TV again, um, that was huge. So yeah. I mean, it had been off the air since 2005. Um, and so we're not gonna. I mean, we won't, we won't have the show till probably May of 2017. But still, um, we were gonna get some new, you know new blood to um, to to run it. Um, the, yeah, the writers. The, the show was supposed to be what out in January, and they pushed it back. It some was. Some were bummed about that, but you know. It was, and there were you know there was. Um, they, they lost Brian Fuller as the uh, the lead showrunner, lead and writer. that was big. That was big. That was big because people huge. were like, you know, you know, Brian Brian Fuller's like Mister Sexy uh, Sci Fi Guy. But. We we had high hopes with Brian Fuller to to make yeah. some good Star Trek, and I, I still have high hopes. But th- th- they have um, Kirsten Beyer as one of the writers, and Nicholas Ooh, Meyer. Yeah, that's right. That's and right. so we're going to meet Nicholas Meyer um, at Farpoint in February. I'm excited about that. That's going to be cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we got did we get news about a uh, a new uh, show frontrunner or some really big news as far as casting went the, in the past couple of weeks? The casting they finally we finally know some of the ca- the characters in the show. Um, the big news is the lead is not going to be the captain. It's going to be uh, a lieutenant commander. Um, but uh, they announced who's going to be playing that role. And and um, sh- those of you who are fans of Walking Dead will, will know this care- know her. Um, uh, I'm, I'm going to try to pronounce her name. It's uh, Sonequa Martin Green. Um, she she's going to be the the, the, the lead in the in this show. The the captain is going to be played by Michelle Yeoh. Um, okay. So we have some, and they've announced some some char- some Klingon characters in the show. So this this will so this this is good. We finally got some news. Right. Um, Did you say Sonequa? That's a beautiful name. Yes. Yes. So if where I'm does it fit in the timeline? It fits ten years before original series, uh, and it's and it's going to take place in the prime timeline. They're not going to do anything in the Kelvin verse. It's so. Where does it fit after Enterprise? 
probably about a hundred years after. So okay, so that's kind of so it's between those two series. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. We 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 had a we we did see a teaser with what the ship will probably look like, although that is not a final rendering. Um, still a lot we don't know about the show, but um, but but we 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 have Star Trek in about eight months on on TV again. Uh, the big news also was, I mean, C- it's going to be on CBS, but it's going to be on their streaming services. Yeah, and you have to okay. kind of, don't you have to pay an extra fee to watch it? Is that kind of the idea behind it? It's going to be like subscribing to your other streaming channels like Netflix or Amazon. It'll be like six ninety nine or whatever it is a month. And that's that's not been without its controversy. I've heard pros and cons to both, uh, both ideas. Uh, of having it on a streaming service or just having it on the network. Um, so is that the only way we're going to be able to watch it? They will air the pilot on regular network TV. Uh, our, our good friends across the pond will get to see it on Netflix in, in Britain. But uh, if we want to see it here, we will have to subscribe to, to CBS uh, yeah. All Access. Oh, that sucks. It, it does. And... I'm sorry for I'm, using such strong language. I know. My delicate God, sensibilities. Man. Oh, my. Man, here, Dude, take, 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 a, take another drink, Miles. Okay. Um, <laughs> but, you know, yeah, here's here's the deal with that. Like, So I kind of understand where CBS is coming at. They're trying to um, come in line with what Netflix and what Amazon has been doing and what Hulu has been doing. And I mean, these. I mean, one of the things that we could do is maybe a positive thing is we've seen the rise this year of the streaming services and original t- content that has really sold well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think CBS is looking and saying, can we tap into that as an individual network? And I'm not sure. I'm not sure you can. Although you might argue that Netflix is kind of like its own original network as well. And so who knows? Maybe there's a market for it. I understand why they're doing it, but I think eventually we're going to have to see that show like on Netflix or on Hulu or mm-hmm. on Amazon so we can get it. It can't be the, it won't remain there forever. It's just if you want to be in the early stages of it. And you know what people are going to do anyways. They're going to subscribe when the show, when all the episodes are out, they're going to subscribe and just watch them and then. Binge, yeah, yeah. I, I've heard people say they'll subscribe to it after it's all aired, watch all 13 or however many episodes it's going to be. Um, other people may buddy up, get a subscription, and you know do it that way. Um, I'll probably break down then because I want I'll, I'll want to see any new Star Trek that's yeah. out there. So I'll 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 just get the streaming service for. Will I keep it after the after the run of the show's over? I'm not sure, but um, I want to see it, and I want you know it. It's not going to be like Netflix does this great thing where when they put a new show on. They just put the whole thing. You could right. you could binge watch your, the show the whole weekend. No, CBS will do it on a weekly basis. Yeah, so they're still holding to the traditional format. But. And I'm not sure if they're going to do commercials either. That, that, that's yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. You're weak, man. To say subscribe, I know. Subscribe to CBS this week. I'm helping the man. And what do you think about this whole thing that CBS is doing here with uh, trying to get people to pay for the show? In this day and age where Netflix is now considered a network of sorts, like they're strongly respected for the work they do, as is Hulu and Amazon Prime and the Amazon network. Um, and as people unplug, digital is the way to go. The My first thought is if they only put it on, um, if they only broadcast it on TV, like 
I would totally torrent that stuff. I would pull it off the internet. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. M is torrenting the new Star Trek. Got it. Possibly. <laughs> um, because the I figured, well, the only revenue stream is really from viewing is from is from ads if you run it on regular television. If you put it on a digital media, you can, you know, charge a monthly fee. You can still put ads in, but very limited. Um, and with the other menu of TV shows that they have, you'll have people more likely to like, well, all right, you know, if it's six ninety nine a month and I get to see these other shows too and I don't have to buy a TV, yeah, I'll do it. That I wonder if that's that's part of it as well, that in this day and age now of virtual networks and virtual television networks, um, if, it, if it cuts down on piracy. Right. I, I mean... I would definitely find a way to watch it online. Right. But if they've got a way for me to watch it along with other shows on CBS that I like for a decent price and I don't have to rent some stupid box, I'm talking to you, Verizon, and Cox, <laughs> and Comcast, and AT&T, or some big dumb dish, you know who I'm talking about, Dish Network, um, who uh, we're all screwed if we're going to try and get sponsorship from them. Right. Um, Thanks a lot, Em. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Doing me and my my opinions. Um, <laughs> well, I guess the, I guess the question I have is: so CBS is this is Star Trek. What other genre shows are they putting out that is going to tap into the same type of audience that Discovery will? They just moved Supergirl over to the CW. Yeah, so but that's not CBS, right? They own CW. Oh, they do. It's so, not, yeah. so, so if I buy, so let me ask you this: If I buy a CBS package, will that also enable me to get CW? That's a good no, question. C, CW has their own app. So does it, app. so does that mean that I'll be able to watch CW shows on the CBS, or does that mean that I'm going to have to pay another thing if I want to watch CW shows? Well, no. The, so this the CW, CW one app, is free. Yeah. You get oh, that. okay. Right. But you watch ads. Right. Um. I mean, if you like and people who like NCIS, there's a whole group of them who really dig, who dig science fiction. You got your Big Bang Theory people. Um, if MacGyver's doing, I mean, is MacGyver even doing anything? I don't um, even know. I, 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 that's I, you know, still on. <laughs> yeah, yeah most people, you know. I, um, so if there is enough content that they're providing that it makes it worth six bucks a month or whatever you're going to pay for that, then maybe they have something going. But I'm a little bit worried that. Here is a traditional network trying to make it in a in a world that they don't that they don't fully like Netflix. While that was developed as a DVD service originally, really really began to corner the streaming market quite early. And the same with Amazon and even Hulu. And it, mm -hmm. and I'm wondering if it's they aren't a little bit late to the game here because I guess I look at it and say, okay. Um, my phone's going to ring, and then right. CBS is going to call me and say, hey, can we sponsor your show? And just kidding. So they never signed a deal. They always had their own platform um, of sorts because they never used CBS show on Hulu. You could watch ABC. You could watch NBC. You could watch Fox even. Do we get and until recently, you could watch a lot of CW. Right, but then CW. Right, what about um, what about CW show? Um, I mean, we see CW shows on Netflix, so I assume that 
it's not like an anti-Netflix deal. I would think they would still just, their prior season might still end up on Netflix. Like yeah. if you want to wait till... Which is kind of what, you know, as long as you're willing to wait, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the Netflix relationship is that you, let's say, you know, we're on season three of Flash. So season two <laughs> of Flash will be available on Netflix, like the month before season three begins so that you can... You can um, you can get those people who are binge watchers. You can get those people who want to get reacquainted with the show. Right. You can say, hey, the new season's starting. Here's season one and two. And yeah. um, that's where the relationship is with Netflix. So it's not really a conflict of interest. It's 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 a symbiotic thing. Right, right. So I guess I guess the question is, uh, can CBS make us work? And maybe is it working for them already? Maybe it is. And I just am not tapped into it. It was free before, or you had to have a television subscription. You know what? If only there was a box with a screen that I could type into words and find the thing I'm looking for. Right, right, right. Well, you know, Emma, why don't you look? Go ahead. I'm looking it up right now. Okay, you (laughs) are. Very good. Um, I think they're offering a free trial right now. Yeah, I mean... So it sounds like this is new, this idea of a paid subscription service to CBS. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe, they do, maybe they do that already. I mean, but if it's been free and they're transitioning over to that, that's where we might find it a little bit iffy. I, I think Are a lot people of people going to buy in. So. If people don't want, I mean, we, we, we talked about the, the cable TV companies. I mean, there are people who don't, want to pay that kind of rates for cable TV anymore. And so they might subscribe to CBS for five months or however long an episode of a season of, of the new Star Trek is. And they might see, oh, hey, there's other shows here. I, I think it could po- – it has potential to, re- to work well for CBS. So it looks like previously on CBS, you would sign in with, like, your Verizon or Comcast account – and they would give you access. Right. So now they have a small selection of freebies you can watch online. But now they've migrated from that plat. So it, I don't think you can sign in as an like, I think you still can sign in if you have a television subscription. Right. But it looks like they're they're doing like what HBO did. Uh, so they're following the HBO model then. Got it. I'm apparently watching a free episode right now. It just turned on. Nice. Very good. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so they're probably, because like there's HBO Now and HBO Go. So right. HBO Now, I think, is for the people who subscribe to pay for HBO and so that they can watch it on their mobile devices. And HBO Go is for a strictly um, mobile device only kind of account. Oh well, so maybe this will work for him. I mean, we'll have to. I mean, time will tell, right? When right. Discovery comes out, we'll see how it does. And mm-hmm. I mean, and the when, formula is there. It is. Can CBS make it work? That's uh, that's yet to be determined yet. So, but well, um, why don't we move into something else? I mean, we we spent about twenty minutes just talking about Discovery and the impact <laughs> it has, which is fine. It's this great conversation, important conversation, and this is kind of one of the things this year that is. You know, one of the stories this year. Yep. But, um, Em, do you want to take another story or should I take a story? I mean, where do you want to take this? Um, so, like, one of one of my things, it's the best of 2016. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
I think it's for me. It's one of the one of the things that made 2016 bearable was the return of of the love for Harry Potter, um, with Harry Potter and the Cursed Child being on stage, and then the book was released, and then um, Fantastic Beasts. I mean, um, someone sent me a filmed copy of the play, which I deleted because I want to wait until I see it here on the stage. But I read the book, which is this the basically the play in in play form and scripted form. And it was it was like it was like being with old friends again. It was like a reunion, friends I hadn't seen in ages. And then to go to Fantastic Beasts and just get swooped up into that world again, to have the summer where and Pottermore was re-released, everybody got resorted, and I'm still a Ravenclaw, and that doesn't surprise me. And then with um, Fantastic Beasts and the also the you could be sorted in an American um, school for uh, for magic and wizardry. So that was really kind of neat. And I, I felt like it was just it was a nice. It was a it was a wonderful little mental vacation to be able to go back to that world and and live in it a little bit or just wear it like a comfy coat for a while. So that that was it was unexpected, but it was also I didn't think it would be such a big deal. Like my nephews who read the books, but then stopped, they picked the books back up again and then asked me about the other ones. So and friends with kids who are a little who were too young for Harry Potter when it came originally started coming out. Now they're reading it because of um, because of Pottermore. And so it's it's just love. And it it. It was one of the bearable things. One of the things that made 2016 completely bearable. Now, I kind of heard some mixed stuff about um, Fantastic Beasts. I think especially... Nope, it was perfect. Move no, on. <laughs> well, I just have a question. Can I ask, can I ask you a question, Emma? I mean, come on. Um, it was absolute perfection. There's nothing to discuss. Next topic. Um, there, Yeah. So let's say that I'm not a Potter fan, and I go to see yeah. this movie because there's a lot of hype about it. How, how accessible is this movie for non-Potter fans, in your opinion? So, I, I think it's mildly accessible. Um, it really helps to have read or read the books or seen the movies. You wouldn't have had... It wasn't necessary for you to have had read Cursed Child. But there's references. Um, like, in the movies, they reference certain creatures and... Um, to have to be able to see them, well, in in quote unquote real life, um, to have them come to life is is wonderful, and um, I think it would I think people will enjoy it because it's a fantasy film, so they're they, they'll be willing to give it a try. Some folks will just think it's silly and a bunch of hokum, and that's totally uh, that's that's the beauty of living in this country, at least. Yeah. Until January twentieth, um, when the poop hits the fan, um, <laughs> I, I, I think it's fairly accessible. I wouldn't say that any schmo off the street would get all the references, right? But I certainly think that they would, they might find it enjoyable, or they would find it a little slow. Okay, that's right. something I've heard from from the non Potter. Um, readers, but it but, takes but too long. But it but it comes down to that if you are a Potter fan, like man, I 
I went through like all the novels in one summer because um, I just loved them that much. And then I watched like every, awesome. single, every single movie. I have not watched this movie yet. I didn't see it in the theaters. I'll see it sometime. But um, so for me, this movie is like, it's probably the same experience you're having. It's like pretty hype. But uh, someone that may not be that familiar, this movie may not hit them is what I'm hearing. I, I don't think they're not going to get it. They're not going to be as like, I was completely like ridiculous watching that film. I was giddy because it's, it's something I enjoy. I think people will either enjoy it or just feel like it's a little, well, it's a little too fantasy, which is okay. That's totally fine. Maybe, maybe it'll spark people to get into Harry Potter a little. And if it doesn't, that's okay. It's beautiful film. If, if you can see it on a large screen, I would recommend doing it. I would definitely recommend watching it on a big screen. Right. Oh, very good. All right. Well, a, a news story for me that kind of uh, made 20, uh, 2017, listen to me again, made 2016 is, um, so those of you that have uh, followed us for a while know that um, I was a part of a podcast called the Dune Saga Podcast. We recently recorded our very last episode for a long time until another Dune book comes out, if another Dune book comes out. Because we were following the Dune series of, you know, Frank Herbert, uh, Brian Herbert, and Kevin J. Anderson. Um, but they announced this year that they are remaking Dune, or this is a, a kind of a meme, remake, or if you want to, a reboot, if you want to call it that. Um, and this uh, this was not only something that I thought was significant, but um, one of our listeners, Andrew Coons, who, a former student of mine, and uh, now runs his own podcast called the Reality Alternative Podcast. It's a science fiction podcast, so maybe you should check it out, Miles. Okay. RM. Um, but the, uh, it's, a, uh, it's a science fiction podcast, and they discuss a lot of different things, and he's a real good guy. Um, but anyways, uh, they, we got news that they were, not only were they remaking Dune, but that Dennis uh, Villeneuve, I think I, said, I might be pronouncing it wrong, um, he uh, he kind of made it big this year with Arrival, Blade Runner uh, 2049, the upcoming one. He's kind of uh, a part of that. And that this is he's a director that's kind of, you know, supposedly being atta- attached to Dune. And so that this is good news for Dune because we had Lynch's Dune, which he kind of was a cult success. And then you had the sci-fi miniseries, which I loved. Um, but to see Dune back in the big screen, this might be the uh, right taste for it. So... So that's kind of a, uh, you know, that was I thought that was kind of a big thing that we're seeing, you know, this classic of science fiction that everyone says that this is like the Tolkien of sci-fi when they think of Dune. So. <laughs> well, you know, he's working on another classic. He's actually filming um, or has filmed Blade Runner 2. Yes. Wasn't well, that the, uh, that's Blade Runner 2049, isn't that what it's yeah. called? Yeah. So, yeah. So I know that he's doing that, and that trailer was just released for that. That was awesome. It looks awesome. I can't oh, I've been seeing it. Oh yeah, yeah it says. Well, they all die in the end. No, um, but it's. Oh a, yeah, do you want to hear what's at the end of Rogue? Yeah, yeah. Leia <laughs> gets killed. He gets speared. No, Wait a minute. Have you guys? Have you guys I've seen Rogue One? I have. I have not. Real okay. Be careful, Scott. What? Some of our listeners nice. haven't seen it yet. Look, I already know that many Bothans died. No, no, I'm going to spoil the crap out of it. (laughs) Many Bothans died. I know that. You don't need to tell me that. (laughs) That, I I did not know that, um, I didn't realize that Dune was, that it was actually seriously being being processed for for a reboot or a remake or a continuation. I would like to see that. 
Yeah. Well, you know, it's there's certainly an, an iconic feel to when you look at David Lynch's uh, film, and and certainly, I mean, um, uh, who's the guy that played the uh, James McAvoy? Mm-hmm. He, he he played he played uh, the main character in um, in the sci-fi miniseries of Dune. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, and it was incredible. I I love that miniseries. I go back and watch it every so often. But uh, it'll be neat to see it come back to the big screen again. I mean, there have been many attempts over the years to bring it, and David Lynch's I think was the only one. And I'm not sure that was real commercial success, but it'll be neat to see it back. So I think that was that was a significant piece of news for me. If you're a Dune fan, that should make you happy. Oh yeah, absolutely, and I am. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Miles, you want to share a little bit about uh, what other news you have? We, I mean, the last piece of news we talked for twenty minutes, so make so, good. <laughs> um, yeah, so talk about sci-fi classics coming back. Uh, we live in an age of remakes, but um, I, I'm. This is what I've said as far as this. I will see the first episode. Before I nerd rage, and then I'll make up my own mind. Um, Dayton Board had some uh, funny remarks when I said that. Uh, so, Lost in Space, the classic sci-fi show back in the '60s, had a, had a um, a movie remake back in the late '90s. Well, it's coming to Netflix in 2018, and they have announced already who some of the cast members are. But what sort of is a bone of controversy is. Um, they're having a woman play Dr. Smith. Um, um, Parker Posey, I believe, yeah. Yes, by the Parker Posey will do that. So um, there's... But it should be interesting. I I mean, I don't think it... It can look a little like the 60s, but it can't, it's not going to be the 60s TV show. I mean, it, 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 we're talking 50-plus years now since it was on TV. Um, well, we did have a movie. We did the movie... You know, but, but I'm just talking about the TV. Sh- I mean, the TV show had a definite look and feel in the '60s, and now it's coming back to TV on Netflix in 2018. It should be interesting to see what they come up with. So, is there really a big controversy off the fact that they gender swap the captain? Because I, I mean, I seem to have heard that, but I'm thinking in this day and age, like, who the hell cares? Most of us enlightened nerds don't care. <laughs> okay, but there are. My understanding is there are some that do. So some people, yeah. They're, they're, it is still it is a bone controversy that, that they did some gender swapping with Doctor Smith. So, but um, Parker Posey is a good actress. I'll be curious to see what she, what she does with uh, the character. Yeah, she, she's a she's a an incredible actress and an incredible character actress. She's done a lot of stage, and some of most of the nerds will know her from um, from one of the Superman movies. Yep. Um, but Parker Posey has been in some really fun, obscure stuff that I love, like uh, Waiting for Guffman and Best in Show, and I, I, I find her like obscurely brilliantly talented. So I, I that makes me happy. And I say that with a question mark. I don't mean to. That makes me happy to see her, because I don't get to see her very much because her work is a little obscure. Um, I think she'd be. It would be. It'll be interesting. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. So what? Ten one-hour episodes. I think is what they're slated to air. So they'll probably do Netflix, like they do, like we talked about. We'll mm-hmm. probably drop them all at once. And so Parker Posey's set to co-star you know, with um, what Mina Sunwell, Toby Stevens, Molly Parker, and. 
Ignacio Soraccio. Ignacio. Thank you. I was, <laughs> was going to blame it on my cold, but I probably just was mispronouncing it. But, <laughs> um, but so, and, and it's going to drop in 2018. So we have a little mm. bit of time till that that comes out. But, but uh, for Lost in Space fans, this is good news. Yeah, I follow. There's a Lost in Space fan group on Facebook, and so I've been following all the, uh, you know, some of the chatter that's been going back and forth about that. And, and uh, Dayton Ward has been posting some things about that too. Yeah. Well, very good. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for sharing that. This will give time for the for the jump the gunners to like mellow out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it gives them a year to uh, chill a little. Yeah, get used to the idea. And they were like, ooh, this is the best thing since sliced bread. <sighs> or Betty White. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, I'd like to see... <laughs> I, I want to go in and pitch a remake of, of Mork and see what happens. Oh, oh yeah. Who would you get to play Mork? No, nobody, because it's just, there's just no doing it. But I would love the challenge of be great. creating it, recreating that world where it wasn't just somebody's living room. Yeah, I know. Um, I, may, I, I like the concept of the remake of it. And it's, it's, it's not going to have that feel for certain that it did before. I don't think it's going to be as campy. Well, As you, the original? I guess you would. Um, ho- I guess you would hope it doesn't with the uh, with with the facts the way they've done. I mean, if it, you aren't going to gain a new audience or a new. I mean, you, the cult following will be there, but you, you won't gain a new audience. You know, by you know keeping it like the sixties. You're and oh, that'll be a list. That'll be a listserv of hate as well. The 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 diehard people. Who will be just up in their grill about? Well, you know, previously, back when I was a kid, lost in space. Right. Um, there'll be a point where this they have to. This wasn't in the original series. Right. I. <laughs> you know what? I kind of liken it to original BSG and new BSG. Exactly. I, I wonder. I wonder if it's going to be that big, but yet that close. Like, well, I mean, you got Starbuck is now a chick, and right. now Doctor Smith. Exactly. Is- I hope they don't go. I mean, they re- I mean, they went really dark with, with with new BSG, and and, and it was right. appropriate. It was a dark, you know, it was a most of humanity gets wiped out. It's a very dark theme, but it, they're going to have a hard, they're going to have a, a challenge to balance between you know, it's a family in space, kind of being family friendly, but not, you know, too. Um, it's going to still have to still have to be intelligent enough for. The regular sci-fi fan to, to want to invest in, right? Right. No, I I, I hear you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Eb, do you want to go with another story here? Um, well, I have a a dis like what one of the many things that disappointed me about when about 2016, or I could do something fun. Let's do something fun. Let's save the disappointment to the end. Okay, <laughs> so given. <laughs> Given the platitudes of, you know, women are strong and women are smart and women are cool. And I have friends who don't buy their daughters dolls at all because they don't want them to be pigeonholed into a place. And so I was one of my favorite things that happened this year was that the Barbie Barbie makes a career doll of the year where they pick one career and they showcase it. Okay. And this year it was gaming and coding. So 
they released this Barbie in jeans with a laptop and an iPad, and she's got a headset with a mic, like she's about ready to just jam down on an and um and an MMORPG, and she's got fun funky hair, and like I, I know it for some people it seems silly, but I bought this doll for about nine different little girls, <laughs> <laughs> and because they weren't allowed, like that's not that they weren't allowed, they were just not encouraged to 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 play with Barbie and I still like Barbie and I I don't think it's it's diminished my gender or my being much some of them are really dumb I'm not gonna right. lie but right. to have like I mean she's her t-shirt has control alt delete but the delete button is the Barbie icon oh, so nice. that's it's it's just really cute and and it was one of the things it was one of those things that made me smile about 2017 that their their job of the year was coder barbie and coder she barbie. you know writes in python and she likes video games and i'm pretty sure she you know is on uh, she's on on tumblr and and she's all, we got a blog however she is wearing jeans that appear to be acid washed so no barbie Mattel, <laughs> right? Unless you got them no at a no nerd, but they it, they are like skinny jeans, so which is very fashionable. Or, or maybe, um, but and she has her ha her hair dyed this bright red, and that's kind of cool. yeah. She's got so. this super cool like uh, manic panic red hair. Yeah, it's kind of awesome. Yeah, I'm looking at a picture of right now. This is very I, good. I'm holding mine right now. Yeah, we'll see. I, I I'm not holding mine. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> But <laughs> I love it. But yeah, well, very cool. It's so it's a fun, so, refreshing kind of thing that happened this year. Well, yeah, and, and this is great for. I mean, this is. Do you remember how up in arms and rightly so when um, when the Force Awakens came out and there was no uh, no girl dolls, no girl dolls. So this is refreshing. This is a refreshing touch in this holiday season as we release a new Barbie that is maybe appealing to another another portion of it that we can say there are there are valid women uh that are being represented in dolls you know well even along with this so she launched this summer um i think she came out in september uh, along with that barbie went ahead and created a uh, a whole series of dolls that were some were petite some were tall um some had freckles some were that. mixed race some of them were plus size some of them were really tiny um just this wonderful just I can't think of the word just this broad spectrum of women of doll and all that they had a ton of clothing and it was it was pretty a pretty broad representation of people of mm. and I, I know some people that well these aren't very pretty well neither are you that's what's <laughs> awesome about this doll there's I bought I bought the 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 plus size one because she had super cute shoes, um, and it's a really good. If I had had this doll when I, I was always I was always a top heavy young lady, but very sporty, but still built kind of solidly. If I had had this doll, I would. I, I grew up with all blonde, all skinny, all boobs, big blue eyes. It didn't represent me. If I had this doll that looked like me, I would have loved. It would have been. It would have been my favorite doll. Oh, there you go. So they broke the Barbie mold and made realistic-looking <laughs> women. Well, let's let's not go too far. They still have the Barbie mold. 
Yeah. So, so I mean, still... they, haven't, they haven't gotten rid of the original okay. land. But what they did is they made but stuff. They... they made stuff that's out there that metaphorically speaking. Yeah. I mean, they, they didn't stay within the Barbie mold. Yes. They colored outside they the lines. They have changed the mold though. So yeah. Barbie is not as she's not all boobs McGee anymore. Um, her her fashion is not as risque as before. And now they're giving Barbie more stuff to do other than shopping Barbie or shopping Barbie or pet Barbie with shopping. It's yeah. she's 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 much more she's a little bit more realistic. A little more she's depth. Still like, and you know, I mean, nobody and, wakes up looking like that. And you know, to to be fair, to, and, and, and to be fair, I mean, when you look at the history of Barbie and the the lady and the and, the, and her husband who created it. Um, that was their era. I mean, that was after her daughter. Yeah, that was that was the that was the era, you know, that they, that Barbie was created in, and it needed yep. it needed to be updated because it, it was so out, it became out of date. Even though it was kind of popular and people still collected them, but it really was out of touch. And this is uh, Mattel's, I guess, uh, attempt to really get in touch with what's happening culturally. Uh, right. in our society and so you know kudos to them it took them a little bit to get there um and you can't fault them for the way they presented barbie back when it first came out it was a business it model was, that worked really it, well, well it worked in and quite honestly what what did women do back in the 50s and 60s and 40s i mean notoriously and i'm, I'm generalizing it obviously because there were work, working women that worked outside you, the home but a lot of them were funny. a lot of them a, a lot of them were you know at home women that shopped so i my senior English paper was about Barbie and her impact on my senior thesis paper for university. Um, and it was, it was, it was nine pages of amazing eloquence that I wrote in four days. Cause nice. I just was so excited after I had done all the research and it was actually passed around the English department because it was not your typical topic, but I had called it um, blonde, bimbo or business bombshell the 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 place of barbie in our society and it it originally she originally it was she was originally designed by um a woman and her husband about her daughter and she was a teenager she was just a teenager and she did teenage things and so that kind of cultural like what does a teenager do they go shopping they go to school they go to parties they dress up they're really pretty it, it wasn't until later on in the later 70s and into the 80s when women were starting to get into the workforce that you got like business Barbie and lawyer Barbie. But it wasn't it was still very fashion driven because of the environment. Right. Um, so it's it it. And then when Mattel bought them, that really boosted boosted up Barbie big time. Um, but it's. It feels like this year they made the, their biggest leap. They they've definitely bridged a gap that has been wanting. Um, so I I love it. I'm so happy. I'd write that paper. I should look for that paper. It's it's on a zip drive. That's how old it wow. is. Wow, the big thick discs. Yeah, so oh, it's like the thick three and a half inch discs or three and a quarter inch discs. I wonder if you can get reader. You have to be able to get readers for this homeware. I have no I, I know I can't hook up my zip drive to to the machines I have right now. But, I'm going to have to find someone who can <laughs> who can who can who can find a bridge between the platforms. I bet, I bet I bet you can buy like a USB uh I still have 5 and a half inch discs with oh, wow. stuff on them. Wow. Mostly D&D, &D, but <laughs> <laughs> but hey. 
but uh, that was that was something that made me pretty happy. No, and it um, should. I mean, you, you have a, you have Barbie representing the uh, community that we uh, podcast about in a lot of ways. And she's glasses. I know. She's super cute. They're, they kind of look like Ray-Bans. They're yeah. super cute. Yeah. Well, my second piece of news is another literary news. Uh, and that is, um, for those of you that listen to the podcast again, know that I love Brandon Sanderson. I, in fact... Um, especially anything that ties into his Cosmere universe. And so since in the year of 2016, and I blame Andrew Coons for this as well, because he got me into Brandon Sanderson. I've read literally every single novel he has that's attached to the Cosmere universe. Well, news came out this year that DMG Entertainment nabbed the film and licensing rights for Cosmere. Um, and it... it has committed to spending $270 million, which will cover half the money needed to back the first three movies. So there, there's a lot of money being thrown at these movies, uh, and that makes me happy. We'll see what comes of it, but um, the fact that we see this rich universe that's fantasy, but there's a sci-fi bent to it. And I, I just love these. This is a great series, and this is some great news, especially if you're into Brandon Sanderson. Cool. Cool. Uh, like I am. It's it's always great to see something yeah. you read about, you know, make it to the big screen. It's always, but you but then you have to hope and pray that they the big screen gets it right. Oh yeah, well, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. That they don't mess it up. But yeah, I'll still read Sanderson even if they mess it up. <laughs> but go ahead, Miles. Uh, well, last thing I had, um, we we've talked about fan films for many years on the podcast and. Um, there's always the question of the legality of uh, people taking a intellectual property and making their own uh, film and f- for a long time as long as they proved that they're only doing it for fun they're only, they were not going to make a, 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 a iota of profit on it for the most part the networks you know particularly Star Trek you know let the, let them do it, um, and for years, the Star Trek fan fan productions and Paramount CBS had a good relationship, and then Axanar happened. Um, when I saw the Axanar trailer, I was excited; it looked good. But the more you know, more I heard about it, more I heard other people talking about it. It's like uh, what they're doing could po- you know could possibly. You know, get 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 CBS or Paramount to sit, put 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 a nail in this coffin, and uh, and so what happened this past year is that uh, this did go to court. Uh, it did go to court. The court the, the case is pending. Um, Star Trek, um, Star Trek fan films ha- had guidelines given to them as far as what they could they could still make them. But there's guidelines, like maybe 15, 20 minutes long, maybe a half hour. But then the next one couldn't it couldn't be a continuation. Um, maybe we might see those relax because a lot of the the fan film groups really tried to honor CBS and Paramount as far as not stepping on their toes. Uh, but with Axanar, you you had a situation where um, the, the, the executive producer was able to draw a salary from the donations. Uh, they were built a studio, so they were profiting from Star Trek, and that's and 
there was also the case, the situation where they were saying this this is the best this will be the best Star Trek ever made. Well, you know you you, you, you kind of you kind of uh, um, went over a line there. So well, you know, so this was a, I mean, Axanar was a big deal this year because it did something that no other fan film had done, and that had, and that is it pushed out franchises like Star Wars and franchises like Star Trek to actually establish guidelines. Because mm-hmm. up till then, it was kind of like, as long as you were not making money off of it, they kind of looked the other way. Mm-hmm. And um, and you kind of created your own music, and you know, what you did, you did kind of your own thing, but they let you play in the universe and said that this is okay. And then Axanar came along, and it, it became, um, like you said, they began to make money off of it. This became one of the real big issues. It kind of forced them to really establish here are the guidelines that we are comfortable with. Um, but I also heard that that some of the uh, the serial ones like Star Trek Continues, Farragut Films, that if they were already creating it prior to this, that they were kind of grandfathered in, like they weren't held to those same standards that new film franchises of fan films would be. I don't know if that's. I don't true know if that's true, true or not, but I, forward. I heard. I mean, their past stuff. They had any stuff in the can they were working on that was okay. Uh, but about as far as the new stuff, uh, that 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 I'm, that I'm not sure if they're if yeah. th- those will be imposed upon them or not. Uh, I know that uh, Farragut decided to um, take a step back and just reassess what they what they want to do with their film company and right. everything like that. They still want to make films and films in the Star Trek universe or not? Yeah, or something else. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, New Voyages. I think they that they they said they're done. They, they they went into a different they, they had all these beautiful original series set pieces they got CBS licensing to um, you know have a Star Trek museum or uh, of sorts you can go and you know walk on the, the bridge sets of the, of the original Enterprise oh good uh, uh, but I think they're 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 working with CBS so they're they're you know they're they're, they're done they're, but they're, as far as making any new films I think I, I think I think they they're done with that yeah yeah uh, what do you think of all this M well, dude's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> how do you, Em? How do you really feel about this? You know, well, I, hold on. I'm let me just, stop sugarcoating it. I'm just, the I'm just, dude I, I'm just, is I'm a just... flipping idiot. He's just. Can you hear me? Uh, no. Uh, can you can we state that in the form of a question? Um, <laughs> what has two thumbs and is the biggest idiot in the world? <laughs> That guy. Okay. <laughs> oh, that guy. When he created this project and made the decision, the wise, I don't know if you can hear the air quotes, uh, decision to draw a salary and to profit from this, he he he, he no longer had a horse in this game. Um, his little, his interviews where he, oh, you know, it's just, it's so sad. And, oh, the, the, the industry is just being terrible. No, you, there was an agreement. I I agree that, that now this makes, this makes everyone create a standard for their franchises to protect their franchises and also still allow for creativity to exist. But this guy, he has nothing to whine about. He cannot cry. He needs to shut it and admit his guilt and then do whatever he needs to do 
to either make restitution with Paramount or give the film to Paramount, let them touch it up and finish, whatever. But he knew what he was doing. You can't you can't tell me that he he thought it was he legitimately thought in in the most innocent way that it wouldn't hurt to draw a salary or to profit from someone else's franchise. I mean, when I have we, no sympathy for him. I know. I do for all the cast and crew and everyone who put their heart and soul into this because now it's all it's just it's 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 down the toilet because of someone's greed. And that's sad. that's just that that makes 2016 suck. <laughs> and, and, and to say that, um, I think that it is, um, you know, one of the things that would have been really cool to see out of is if, 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 you know, CBS would have said, well, you know what, you are putting out, you put together a real good product. Why don't we uh, capitalize on it? Why don't we partner with it? Yeah, or... but but it, that that didn't happen. It ends up it's still it's still an illegal battle. I mean, the most recent news and update I have in the Google Docs here, but basically they have ruled in Axonar's favor regarding um, discovery, and apparently the studios were not delivering documents or refusing to reduce documents for the defense to look at before the trial, and uh, the judge ruled saying, uh, "You got to do that, studio." So yeah, that's a jerk move. It is. It's- it is a jerk move by the studio. I mean, they, they really should be able to look at it. But what, whatever. Um, the, the hands down, the thing is, Axanar did push it, and therefore, potentially, for some of the fan films we watch, kind of uh, put a halt on some of those fan productions that we've watched and mm-hmm. have loved over the years. And, um, you know, it's, yeah. a way, it's, it's, it's one of the ways, some of the ways that people just show love for the franchises that they watch. Yeah, they they yeah. some of them can can make their own own, own films. Um, I hope Star Trek continues still able to make some stuff. Yeah, but um, yeah, you I mean you you have to respect the 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 intellectual property. I mean, we had some friends they 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 started producing their own Star Trek art, but they have it licensed by CBS. Right. Mm-hmm. You have you know if. Respect the playing field. I mean, yeah. if they own it, they own it. It's theirs. If you want to play in their sandbox, you know, it may be possible, but you have to play by the rules. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, Em, why don't you talk a little bit about the, the the VR revolution? Because I think that this year, one of the things that's defined this year, and I don't know whether this is a good thing or not, but, but, but everyone's been talking about the VR revolution here. Uh, do you want to chat a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, virtual reality has always been something that 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 technology has reached for to create to really truly create an excellent image, to be able to to create a comfortable environment in in a virtual manner and to make to add like a whole new dimension to video games and and entertainment in general and and how we see things. Um and I like games. I like technology, and PlayStation VR has has definitely made me very excited. Um, I, I I've been playing with some of the like the I think it's the Samsung that comes with the VR glasses, and those are pretty good. But the PlayStation the PlayStation VR um, setup it's about it's about four hundred bucks. That was pretty kind of awesome, and by pretty kind of awesome, I mean I can't even find the words. <laughs> I'm just I'm. Uh, I, I've only had a chance to play with it twice. 
Uh, I would like to own it and play with it all the time. Um, I, I, I really loved it. I, in the leaps and bounds that have been made in technology this year, I feel, I feel like PlayStation hit the mark, like dead, like they hit the mark dead center and, and it, it just, it sets the bar up even higher. So I know, uh, I think Samsung released theirs and it, it doesn't hold a candle. Um, and, and Apple released the iPhone 7, which is delicious. I happen to have one, although they need to put the jack back because <laughs> it's frustrating. I'm, it's, it's the only thing I absolutely despise about this phone. Everything else is great. Um, and now with the ad, now that you know 5K TVs are coming out and more theaters are getting the 4K laser projectors and getting that technology in your home, I, I can't wait to see what what the gaming industry is going to do with all of those new with all that new tech you, um, and you, how they can broaden it out do you think that I the mean, general public's going to buy into the vr revolution oh yeah they are it's 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 who so it's actually at a pretty decent price point so oh, it it's not that. completely unattainable right but to have something and like the guy the guy from sony who engineered it richard marks he calls it the most intense and most extreme action. And I, I can stand behind that statement. <laughs> um, and I, I, I don't think it's accessible to everybody. At some point it will be uh, hashtag ready player one. Um, yeah. <laughs> that world, you know, uh, maybe this is the beginning of the Oasis. Yeah, maybe. Maybe well, this is the beginning. If, if, if anyone is the beginning, it's like Oculus Rift with their handheld uh, controls and the VR goggles. Kind oh, of yeah. Make, kind oh, of yeah. Make, kind of make that whole, haptic, that whole haptic suit kind of a reality. So the haptic glove is getting very close. Yeah. There's, there are gloves out there on the market that are super expensive, but are, are said to have some amazing feel to them. So it's 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 around the corner. Yes. But then with that technology, it also means, you know, the dystopia and the poor government and the lack of energy and the warming of the planet. Wait a minute. (laughs) All all of that sounds very real. And it is. Stock up on toilet paper and filters that can clean water, everybody. And and, uh, and, invest uh, in solar and power and power and power bars and granola. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I, you know, Miles, are you are you gonna go and pick up a VR rig? What do you think? Not, uh, I mean, it's it's a little too rich for my blood right now. But I did have a chance to sample some of it uh, at Shirley. Uh, our friend Lou, one of our listeners, uh, he had a rig set up. I, I don't know which. <laughs> I'm not surprised Lou's got one. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's awesome. It was on a PC, but it had it, you know it it had gloves with the goggles. Uh, I got to do some nifty uh, mountain climbing with that thing. I mean, in, in, in his hotel room. <laughs> oh, I mean, awesome. uh, it was uh, it was it was very impressive. And he had it set up where it, you put the goggles on and you look like you're in the the holodeck of the Enterprise before they turn the the holodeck on. So it has the black grid walls on there, so you feel like you're you're in the Enterprise. So it's a nice little opening thing. And then uh, um, so I I have I have I've sampled it a little. It is what 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 they have so far is impressive. If this is what they have now, it's. I mean, it's only going to continue to get better. Well, now, and Lou, if you're listening, please bring all that stuff on the boat. Yep, there you go. Because he goes on the cruise. That's right, he does. Hey, a question for you: As far yeah. as VR goggles go, like, so I find that 
sometimes in gaming I get motion sickness, especially when there's quick jerkiness. I mean, how does this impact motion sickness? Does it do that? I mean, oh yeah. So I mean, what do I do? I need to take my drama <laughs> bead before I uh, play VR. Is that what it is? So I well, I'll just drink a ginger beer like I am right there now. There you are. <laughs> uh, not more, not your father's ginger ale root beer. Yeah. So, but other ginger beers are available. Um, yeah. um, I I have a very serious problem with um, motion sickness with first person shooters, and with um, games that you play on three different axes. So like with those quick movements, oh, like yeah. I can't Battlefront is really hard for me to play um, without like getting pukey after 15, 20 minutes. I still <laughs> can't get through Portal. Um, the VR, I think as the technology gets better and as what they put on that screen becomes crisper and cleaner in a way that your eye can can process it, um, it, it could it could get better. Um, I find that if like I can't even use polarized sunglasses because those make me wibbly. Uh, I think that's biologic. I don't know if there's a way to correct for that. So it could it could be an issue. That's that's an interesting. I, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Well, you know, the, my my closest I've come to the VR is I you know I picked up the Google glasses, uh, which is probably <laughs> the, one of the cheapest ways to get into some of the VR, but. It's 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 a, it's a little bit different than what uh, some of these games and gaming system and gaming rigs are putting out. So it'll be interesting to see who else jump, uh, jumps on to it. I, I heard rumors that Apple's looking into it. Doesn't surprise me at all. I'm sure. Um, and so we'll just see. We'll see how this all goes. I mean, Oculus Rift has been around for a long time. They've been around three, four years. But yeah. So I mean, uh, and uh, the affordability is the big thing. And uh, are we, are we going to be able to tailor this to a mass market? If we can mass market it, great. If not, then it's going to, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I know, with any, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I remember when VR, when they, you know, came out 20 some years ago and just, I, I think, I, I think, I, I think, I mean, just seeing how primitive it was back then. Um, and I, th I think they thought it would, it would really take off. It would really take off. It, it didn't because the technology wasn't there yet, but I think now the technology is pretty much there, and and, and prices are coming down on this stuff. Um, it, it, yeah, I, I could see it taking off. Absolutely. And like with any big technology that comes out, there's always the wow factor, super expensive. We've only made seventeen of these kind of uh, of of things of of gadgets of TVs computer whatever and then it's usually i want to say within like six months to a year that a more affordable version of it becomes available right like remember it when when 1080p was if you had a oh you have an hd t you have an hd tv Ooh, that's like hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah now my flipping phone is an hd tv <laughs> it's true you know, true. so now it's the 4K TVs and Apple has a 5K monitor, which is really I can't I really want to play video games on it, but I'm afraid it's going to make me sick. Um, <laughs> it's just too much reality. Um, it's we'll see what happens. I mean, Oculus put their toy out and it's been a year and now. So PlayStation, Samsung, you've got some of the other manufacturers playing with it. 
I, I give it another year and there'll be there'll be something on a on a on a more attainable platform available to you know the joannes and joe americas out I, there i wonder too if i mean right now a lot of it's being sold like as kind of an add-on or as an accessory but you know i wonder yeah. you know give it give it a couple of years and it's just going to be standard you know, yeah it's going to be part when you buy a macbook pro it'll come with a pair of vr goggles built in or maybe they won't be maybe they won't even look like goggles maybe there'll be something different that'll they'll be, be bluetooth part, but but they'll be yeah there'll be bluetooth there'll be something that allows them to be wireless and and when i pick when i pick when i pick up what is that i would like oakley to make mine because yeah. their frames are so stylish <laughs> they, they, they are <laughs> they are but you know the idea that they're just it's just gonna become more of the the norm and the standard and uh I look at education. I wonder what it's going to do to education. Oh, I I, like to be in the world where, you know, hey, kids, let's go explore the human heart. And they put on their goggles and they actually get to explore the human heart. Yeah. Let's go climb Mount Everest, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Although. Let's go visit. Let's let's go visit uh, Jane Austen's England or whatever. You know, (laughs) I mentioned the fashionable thing. It's funny to me because Michael Kors came out with their own version of a Fitbit. So they have, not only can you be fit, but you can be stylish. So it, <laughs> it, it wouldn't surprise me if like the, so now that tech is, beca- there's the fashionable side of tech, not just fashionable as in like sucker, I totally have this and you don't, but more like um, mine has Swarovski crystals on it. Hello. Yeah, kind of was... more like the visual fashion right, to it. Right. It's it should be it should be really interesting. It's something the, definitely something to watch. The only thing with visual fashion is I just can't imagine people walking around with uh, with VR sets on their head. I don't know if it's it may not allow for that. No, I it's, know that's what I'm saying. There's a danger it, factor. That, 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 seriously, so it, it, whether it takes off as a fashion thing, except to maybe have your picture taken with one, you know, it's not like you're going to go out. Well, let's go out to eat. Let me wear a VR goggles. Woo! You know, it's it's not going to happen. So. You're at your local pizza hut, but in your glasses, you're like in your niece. Yeah, exactly. And it's yeah, everyone yeah. speaking French. Yeah. You're in the hole in the wall pizza joint, but you're sitting on the edge of St. Mark's Square in Venice eating your pizza. Right. You know, I mean, come on. <laughs> that, would be, that would be awesome. You but, know what? It'll definitely make Pokemon Go crazy fun. No, tell me about it. So, By if, the way, if, I totally got a Pichu yesterday. Did you? I I hatched one yesterday. Uh, yeah, see, I, I did. I'm still a... Uh, I'm walking my eggs, but I have 10K eggs that I haven't opened up yet, so. But got it. You got to do it. I know. I'm waiting for the Christmas event to drop, so. It is dropping. I have Pikachu with a hat. Yeah, it's but no, no, There's they're, they're doing more, like, double XP or stuff like that. Oh, that, that, really? That, that's coming. You you watch. The week, the week between I Christmas. I will watch on my iPhone 7 Plus. <laughs> but other phones are available. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, two pieces of literary news yet before we move on and anything else we have to say. Um, King, King Killer Chronicles, um, uh, Patrick uh, Rothfuss bestselling King Killer Chronicles have been announced uh, as a, they're doing a, a big screen adaptation of it. And the yeah. guy that created Hamilton is doing it. Yeah, the and guy so who that, wrote the score for Moana too. So that is absolutely awesome that that's happening. So looking forward to that. And then the other thing that was announced just today, actually, is Terry Brooks is ending the Shannara series. Oh. So now he's ending, he's ending, now, okay, he began it in 1977. The next book is The Black Yellowstone. It's out June 13th, 2017. 
And it's the first in a um, four-book series. So when he's saying he's ending it, we still have a couple more books to go. But he's, he's basically saying this last series is it. So. Aww. So that's pretty big. I mean, I mean, he's getting older. I mean, he's right, he's right here right. for, you know, whatever. I understand that. But. Is the TV show so, still going on? Yeah, re- renewed for a second season. Okay. So He yeah. needs to have a conversation with George R. R. Martin. Hey, he does. <laughs> Well, Just me, end it. Yeah, so, you know, Terry Brooks puts out about one one Shannara book a year. That's what I think. Wow. So, sometimes it's a bit more, but he's a very prolific writer. Hmm. But it's a little bit like King. But but any other any other uh, significant news, uh, positive stuff that you want to share about this year, M or Miles? Oh, yeah. So I can't believe I completely forgot about this, but um, when Juno made it to Jupiter... When oh, that beautiful yeah. piece of science, that, that gorgeous this little year? spacecraft. That yeah, this year? Oh, on wow. July 4th of all things. <laughs> on America's friggin' birthday, mister. Yeah. Um, we celebrate our independence day. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, NASA launched it in 2011, and it took about five years to get there. And then it started its orbit on July the 4th. And just within, like, hours the information that they were gathering and just it, it's a beautiful piece of scientific significant scientific history that that we it's it's one of the most sophisticated satellites we've put out it's one of the most sophisticated pieces pieces of machinery it has um some of the best science you can imagine on that thing and it's just flying at like 200 plus thousand miles and kilometers an hour. Um, and it, it was actually dubbed the fastest moving human made object in history because of how fast it spins, it, it orbits um, Jupiter. But to get that much data on our biggest planet and it is amazing. And, and like I, scientists are, are I, I would have loved to have been in that room when the data started coming and they all, they were probably as giddy as I was when, the credits started rolling for um, Rogue One. Like, oh my god, oh my god, it's here! Yay! <laughs> yeah. awesome. It was it was an amazingly beautiful, positive thing for science and for NASA to show its value, especially uh, especially with the coming administration. Who knows what they're going to do? Yeah. Who knows what they're going to support? But like this, this is a shining. This is a very expensive but meaningful piece of science that every kilobyte of information is priceless and holds so much value. And, and it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and it's, it's, it's this one piece of real science. I think we have to, there's been a lot of neat things from the rockets that have been launched today. Today I've seen that, China is claiming they now have the uh, relax, reactionless drive that can just, um, that, that functions really? on, on radiation that they have a model working. I think it still needs to be confirmed by the greater scientific community, but the potential is wow. there. Like we can, we have new drives that are being developed and uh, the potential for science and research is absolutely awesome. And I'm just, yeah. I, I marvel every time I hear a story like that, I just marvel at how humanity has how creative we are and how ingenious we are. And uh, it's definitely a gift that God has given us. So. 
think back a hundred. Where were we a hundred years ago? Uh, we so were, we were watching in 1916. World War One. Yeah. World War One. Yeah. Was fought on horses. Um, very few vehicles. The technology was gears and belts and and the 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 furtherment of education was limited. Just medical science was limited. Just look at and if you look at history at how long it takes for us to make big leaps, these last hundred years have just been just i we it's live in a real I, I always yeah. felt like I was born too soon or too late, but <sighs> I really feel like I was born just at the right time. Yeah, this is a good time to be alive. So, except for the next three and a half years. Right. Well. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, we, you know, and, and even that, we, uh, the jury's out. I mean, a lot of that speculation. Let's see what happens. You know, I'm not saying I'm not. I don't, I don't want to be a naysayer too soon. So, yeah. uh, there's a lot of decisions being made that have me concerned. But you know, you know, it's uh, we are a system of checks and balances, and I think that that's going to serve us well. So. Yeah, he's just going to write a big fat check and get whatever he wants. Yeah, right, I doubt it. Um, how about some of the stories that have made us sad this year? Let's wrap up with this real quick. Uh, so if you, we talked about Star Trek a lot. Anton Yelchin. It, yeah, we lost him. This, uh, yeah, that was that was very tragic. Oh yeah, I forgot about him. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was that was huge. That was just, and it was a ridiculous accident. Yeah, yeah his, his, his Jeep slipped out of gear and, 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 and ran him. Yeah, yeah, it was terrible. Crushed him, terrible. yeah. Yeah, so he that just, was that was terrible. Uh, so. And then uh, with Harry Potter, we lost Alan Rickman. Yeah, yeah, Alan Rickman. Well, and what he was also um, Galaxy Quest, right? Galaxy yeah. Quest, and people on Facebook have been enjoying... Oh, Die Hard. Die Hard, yeah. yeah. <laughs> his, 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 yeah. It's the Christmas movie. Yeah. It's not really a Christmas movie, but... Uh, but his character on Die Hard is just... Uh, yeah, it's perfect. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. He, oh, yeah. Another yeah. great we lost, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, in other news, um, M wanted to watch me whip and watch me nene, so I'm going to do that right now. Okay. No. No. That <laughs> is the worst thing to happen to music in 2016. I'm going to put that into the show, just for M. She doesn't, nope. she doesn't listen to it anyway, so it doesn't matter. Mm, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just feel weird listening to, you listening to myself because I know I sound ridiculous. You so. sound awesome. You know, I just said, <laughs> listen. I, I mean, I, I go back and I listen to these shows every single day. But, I mean, t- not every single day, but every time I edit them, I listen to them again. And I always enjoy listening to us overall. Well, but, oh, so other sadness in music, David Bowie, Glenn Fry. Oh, yeah, yeah. A ton of them uh, passing. So we had a lot of people pass this year. And, yeah, uh, and then basically the death of the DC film universe. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, we, we do have to mourn that. Well, and, um, they might have a chance to redeem themselves. Yeah, so we hope. You know, it's. I, I, I'm holding hope, but. But they haven't. They don't. They don't. They don't. It. They don't have a great track record. That's just the reality. Sad to say is, yeah, they're. That, but, I mean, that being said, I did enjoy Superman versus Batman. I know that it gets some hate, but you know, it, oh, you know, it passed a couple hours for me, and I didn't commit suicide during that time. Well, the jury's out. We'll see. hopefully, hopefully, Wonder Woman will have a well chance yeah, to redeem the DC movie franchise. Well, but. and they're so they're filming Justice League now. That oh, too. Yeah, that that that's true. That yeah, that's true. Jason. Uh, and the the pictures are coming back, and they look real cool. 
But so did the pictures for Suicide Squad. Oh, yeah. And so let's, did the pictures for Batman versus Superman. Yeah, let's not talk about Suicide Squad. <laughs> but I'll, I will say, so that was, it is one of the better soundtracks. It's a very cool soundtrack. I just bought it um, a couple weeks ago. Oh, very I good. listened to it a lot. Suicide Squad? Yep. The oh. Suicide Squad, there's a collector's edition that has like seven more songs. No, five more songs, five more songs. It is, I mean, if you need to spend 45 minutes on a treadmill, it's an excellent way to spend on a treadmill. I, I, I need to spend 45 minutes on a treadmill. <laughs> you need to get this soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. You need Aww. to get the soundtrack, so. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, Ready Player One got pushed back to 2018. That kind of makes us sad, although I'm, I'm really excited about this movie. Well, talking about pushbacks, I mean, we're supposed to get the new Star Trek show next month. We're not going to get that till till May of... Uh, yeah, but that's not too far. I mean, it, it's still like, a, like six months versus like a year. And we've been waiting for Star Trek to come back to the small screen for, 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 for several years. You know, one of the things that does make us sad is uh, we were so excited that Star Stargate was going to get rebooted and we were going to have a new trilogy because Stargate has been off the air for a while now after having such a long run. And according to Dean Devlin, the Stargate reboot has kind of fallen apart. At least it's in jeopardy of that. that. So that's too bad. Yeah, it is. I would like to have seen. I mean, I I, I love Stargate. That would have been great to see it come back. Yeah. And Maybe they need. Who's the the Del Toro director? The guy who did Coraline. What's yeah. his name? The Spanish director. I feel like, I feel like they need to stop getting like some of your classic American television or science fiction um, directors and, and success stories. And they really need to go out of the box because I feel like Stargate could really stretch. Oh, yeah. Stretch in a way that Paramount would never, ever, ever, I think, let Star Trek do. Yeah. Because um, I would like to see that. I would like to see some foreign talent take a take a shot at that and, yeah. and let a different point of creative view... Um, and I think you 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 hit a good point there. I mean, Star Wars has enjoyed this resurgence by having new blood uh, produce it and write it, and and, and Star Suck Trek. Suck it, Lucas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> multi. I mean, not only that, but it's like multinational and multi. Uh, I mean, it's it, it so good. Oh my so... God, Rogue One is so good. Yeah. yeah. And, and and Star Trek. I mean, there, there's people go back and forth on some on the newer movies, but it's made a ton of money. It's it's won a lot of new fans. It, it has benefited from having some new blood. Right, uh, right. Um, it's so good. Yeah. That too. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, I went to see it with a um, a theater full of normal people, like non not necessarily that they weren't fans, but they were just they they found Star Star Wars accessible. And I met it was um, by the a fluke that my boss was able to get. He was invited to buy a vendor, and he couldn't go, and the vend. The vendor kindly offered, uh, got said, sure, Mar you know, I could have the tickets. And so these were all like normal everyday business people. And so as we're watching and I just want to scream and every time something neat happens or there's an Easter egg and and I, I you know, I immediately go, oh, wow, I'm the only voice in the theater. And it would just it killed me, but I didn't care because it was in such a happy place. It was it was really well told, and I look forward to seeing it again tomorrow at nine o'clock. I'm going to one of those Dolby theaters. Oh, nice! I can't wait to do our review of Star Wars. Yay! I will have seen it at least three times by the time we record it. <laughs> I can't not watch. I I'm so excited. 
Can't believe I've waited this long to see it again. Yeah, it's very true. I'm and sorry. That was that was an absolute like Colin Ferguson style nerd out. It is. It was. But that's okay. It's okay. You're allowed to. And we'll be talk. We'll be talking about Star Star Wars next week when we do our show then. Yay! Um, yeah, you had one other piece of news. You want to talk about Twitter, or you just want to move on? Well, no. Like when I was thinking about the good things that happened in 2016 and some of the stuff that sucked about 2016, is it? Twitter continues to fail when it comes to protecting. Um, there's a fine line between freedom of speech and 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 like abject hate for the sake of hate. And there were many opportunities this year for Twitter to really stand up and 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 be a force to be reckoned with to, to stand up and say, uh, we're, you know, we're not going to let people just threaten other people with their lives or tell them that they, you know, they're going to hunt them down and do horrible things to them. There are women on Twitter, women writers and actors and producers and, 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 and men too, who just get berated and, and like the things after hearing Ann Wheaton talk about the kind of messages she gets and then the ones she reposts, and then there's the ones she do that she won't repost that are just vile and disgusting. And Twitter won't shut these people down and they won't protect, they won't protect people who, from, from, from uh, this threatening bile that, that the anonymity of the internet allows for people to issue is it, I was really hoping there were a couple congresses where they could have they 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 would have learned so much more and they could have stood up and said, you know what, you're right, we need to do this. But again, it's the fine line of freedom of speech. I is it if you want to say horrible, disgusting things about what you'd like to do to a person and their body parts, and it's their right to say it. But is it? If it causes people like anxiety and 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 fear and they can't, you know, live outside their house. I mean, they can't leave. They can't anything. See, that, I, I was super. There was another article that popped up about it today. So that's kind of hot. That's hot on my mind right it, now. It is. And, you know, it, there, there has to be a line. I, I'm all for freedom of speech. But. There's also this thing called libel and slander that we talk about. And when do we stray into that? Like, we can talk, you know, especially political figures. We talk a lot of crap on them and some of us deserve maybe. And um, but we talk about them celebrities that happens. But when does that stray into poor taste? And when does it become something that's along the lines of yelling fire in a movie theater? You know, um, you can't do that. And... Uh, I don't know. I read a book by Stanley Fish, who is a uh, linguist, so totally unrelated to what we're talking about now. But he wrote a book called There's No Such Thing as Free Speech, and It's a Good Thing, Too. Um, this idea of uh, we do have free speech, but there's this, but we can't just, if we're going to live in a world, if we're going to develop a world of tolerance, then we can't just say whatever comes to our mind. You know? I Did you wish. hear that, President-elect Trump? Yeah, you just can't. I mean, it's. It, it, I mean, so I mean, it, with, with freedom of speech comes uh, restraint, and so it's it's in a sense, 
it's not really you can't just really say whatever you want i guess you can but there's consequences to it then you have to consequence willing, that's the to, exact word you're yeah, right yeah you're so right. you have to you have to be willing to deal with the consequence of that so if someone's flaming you if it's, it's twitter should lock those accounts out or they should be banned from twitter or you know i just think there's a general lack of civility I mean, I mean, that's a topic, but that's a whole other podcast. But I mean, just, just, I mean, on on social media, I mean, sci-fi fans, I mean, I'm a sci-fi fan, but we are a contentious lot. Um, You get four of us in a room, you'll get five different opinions. Yeah. 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 I I mean, but we're also at the same time, some of the most tolerant lot. And it's, it's ironic because. You know, we go to these conventions, and I find people that are very open and and very in, into discussing different things and coming up with different ideas. But we we can't. We, but we do. But at the same time, there's times where we get very antagonistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. We got we to police ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, but Babylon Five still kind of stinks. <laughs> you hear that, Jim Arrowood? You hear that, Jim Arrowood? Game on! Hey, Jim Arrowood runs a Babylon podcast, so I'm just saying, <laughs> if you're on the if he doesn't come on the show because of you, am I'm holding you responsible. Jim Arrowood, I love you to bits, but I just, I, I can't. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, as Scott and Miles, as you're saying all of that, the the words of really one of the wisest men on this planet. Um, and we are all blessed with his creativity and his works and, and how broad reaching it is. I mean, with with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. And the power of words is, is yeah. the power of the word is 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 un- immeasurable. So, you know, I think there's a good ver- old Stan Lee just kind of yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. out there. Well, it is true. And, and I think. Oh, and we'll wait and see I, and Will Wheaton's law of don't be a, don't be a dick. Yeah, so. you know, I was thinking, and it, and it brings to mind there's a, there's a verse there's a verse in the, we don't often talk about the Bible here, but there's that verse in James that talks about the tongue being a two edged sword, and I think it's so applicable in today's society because we wow it, it it sharpens and but it can divide and it's you can you can build up you can tear someone down you just see that and I'm just like seriously we can but, wow but. But I, but I love that with great power, the ability to speak uh, does not denote intelligence, uh, right. respect, or love. It just is. So whatever power you've been been given, be responsible with it. Yeah. And I know and the don't, power and, that and don't we have is, is to just as and as much as the three of us agree, disagree, yeah. argue, and you know, Superman versus Batman is terrible. Yeah, yeah. Um, Babylon Five. It's the, there's a general level of even when we talk to people like at cons, there's always a general level of respect. We yeah. could get heated about it, yeah. but then like, all right, let's go get a beer. Yep. Let's get a beverage. Yeah, and I love you. Just, yeah. It's 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 a it's a civil discourse. Yeah. I'm gonna uh, the the word civility that you used, Miles, is 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 beautiful, and I respect civil discourse, but using words as 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 weapons. In a, in really the most heinous way possible, as scary as I'll get out. Yeah. Well, this is a, probably a good place for us to wrap on up a the very show. special sci-fi diner. Yeah. No, this is great. This the conversation of this show has been absolutely awesome. So I've really enjoyed it. I've enjoyed the different rabbit trails we've taken, and and this is stuff that we we talk about. You know, freedom of speech, but it's really tied into Twitter, which is tech and uh, 
and they're really into the geek culture. So I think that this is really good stuff, really good stuff that we shared tonight. I, I do have one thing that I would like to say that has been great about 2016 with, with, with the Sci-Fi Diner and with you guys. Oh, it's I've had I've had a rough 18 months, two years with the unemployment and with dealing with. I still haven't really dealt well with my father's death. Oh, yeah. And just reaching Sorry. a point of of my anxiety and 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 needing assistance with that and going back into therapy and you guys have been just you you could have easily just said well and why don't you just you know leave and come back in a year yeah. and it it hasn't been like that you you guys have been this is an example of what I feel like our community is and. And I don't understand why people go to the dark place, yeah. except about Babylon Five. Yeah. But <laughs> it's it's truly an acceptance of this is this is this is life, yeah. and this is who we are, and we're people, and we can well I can blather on. You guys can actually have dis actually have discussions <laughs> about anything, and yeah. it's just been it there have, there have been very few things that have been high points for the year or things I can count on. And getting the job finally was a big deal. And, you know, being able to openly discuss the fact that, yes, I go to therapy and I have severe anxiety problems yeah. and I'm working on that. And that that I have people around me who are supportive and kind and know how to take the mick out of me. Don't like start weeping, yeah. but that I appreciate and that uh, and I, I've, I value you you two so very much oh, so you. you've, you've been a, a the two of you and the show have been a nice a nice touch point to help me like when things are just like ah um i know oh i'm recording this is great i can i can talk about the things i love this will be wonderful i can relax and so i am grateful for you guys and love you yeah, we, we, we love, love you guys. We, we, we love hanging out with you. I, I love chatting with you. You're fun. You keep me in check. <laughs> you keep me in check. And, uh, and, you need and, but, to be nice, and you're being really nice to Miles today, so you get a gold star. Oh, yay. It's Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Or, I just, or I'm just too sick to care. I don't know. What do do? <laughs> oh, so, brother. But, but you, know, you know, honestly, uh, we, we, we are incredibly blessed to have you on the show. And you just need to know that. You bring it to When it was just Miles and I, it was great. I mean, Miles is absolutely a great person and is a fountain of useless information, as he often says. Mm -hmm. he, will, he will acknowledge that. I'm not it's true. making fun of him. But, but, but having a female presence in the show to kind of balance out our guyness is great. And Em, you're just funny. You are. You're hilarious. Absolutely. The, so. well, thank you. That's you two. Just I was a fan before I got on the show. I know you were. I know you were. I so. was. <laughs> I would very rudely emailed you and said your bumper is old and weird. Here, here's yeah. some new ones. And the next thing I knew, you used them. Yeah, we did. And you were like, um, let me re-record that. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna clean that up a little bit. Yeah. Actually, I'm thinking about re-recording them. By the way, yeah, I we should you, and try something I, different. And I really don't have a, uh, I don't have a bump. We don't. We haven't been playing a bumper in a while, so it'd be it'd be great to have an intro intro to the show again. So I just oh, we I, haven't been playing it. Well, I've been playing. So so what I've been doing is like so if we do a uh, really need to listen to our show. Yeah, you do. Uh, so <laughs> like like if we do an interview with an actor from uh, Babylon Five or whatever, are we uh, are we uh, do like the Doctor Strange uh, review show? I'll play like the uh, theme music for Doctor Strange to open the show. And, and then so just I, do a cold open. Yeah, cold open. 
Oh, I like it. So I just do that instead. But I do like the, I mean, it's kind of nice to have a little intro to the show, too. So. I was going to make it, it was going to kind of condense it a little bit more. So it's quick and simple and just like, boom, yeah. go. Sci-Fi Diner, go. <laughs> yeah, Sci-Fi Diner, M is awesome. Move on. <laughs> Space Pants. But, End of speech, Ron yeah. Swanson. Oh, that should have been something else on our awesome list. Space Pants came out this year. I mean, that's oh, the thing. Space that, Pants! Space Pants. <laughs> and Space Shorts. And Space, space, space Trousers. Shorts. I'm still waiting Brits. on the Space Bikini. That's all. Brits. Oh, Colin, I hope you're well. I hope you're mending well, yes, too, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. But, Colin. All right. Well, we do need to wrap up the show I know, here. I'm sorry, guys. No, that's <laughs> fine. We need to wrap up the show, and we are going to be talking Star Wars in a week. So, um, hey! we'll be putting that up in the uh, Facebook, the Twitter, and everywhere else to get your thoughts on the new Star Wars movie, which I'm sure no one has any opinions. So we'll be good to go. So I believe that's about it. All right, till next time, good night and good luck. We'll see ya. Do your dailies with Space Pants!